Good evening. Welcome to our uh, third midweek Advent worship as we continue on with our series uh, based on our sermon hymn for these past weeks, hymn number 351, Creator of the Stars of Night. And as we do draw closer to the end of the season of Advent, of course, the, well, I guess you could say the temperature picks up as the, uh, the theme intensifies as we grow closer to uh, not only the remembrance and celebration of our Lord's incarnation, uh, but that are looking forward to the Lord's final coming again in glory. We'll hear that theme come out very clearly in the scripture readings tonight from Psalm 85 and also from Malachi chapter 4. That being said, the Lord bless you in your worship. We now sing the first hymn. The first reading is Psalm 85. Lord, you were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sin. You withdrew all your wrath. You turned from your hot anger. Restore us again, O God of our salvation, and put away your indignation toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his saints, but let them not turn back to folly. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him, that, may, that glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness meet, righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs up from the ground and righteousness looks down from the sky. Yes, the Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and make his footsteps away. O Lord, have mercy on us. The second reading is from the prophet Malachi, chapter 4, verse 2. But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall. O Lord, have mercy on us. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our sermon text is from the reading from Malachi, which you just heard. Verse 2. But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall. This is our text. Well, dear saints in Christ, one does not usually associate fear with healing or joy. Quite the opposite. We usually associate fear with suffering or anxiety or, and despair. Certainly not healing and joy. So what's going on in this short verse from the prophet Malachi? Well, this verse is from the appointed Old Testament reading for the second Sunday in Advent. It's part of a larger prophecy concerning the final judgment and what will take place before that great and awesome day of the Lord. Listen to the verse in its context. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all evildoers will be stubble. That day is coming the day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, 
so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. Having heard the surrounding context, then, of Malachi 4.2, things begin to make a little more sense. However, it still does beg the question, how is fearing God's name associated with healing and having joy like that of a calf leaping from its stall? Well, it comes down to a proper understanding of fear. I'll ask you this evening, what is the first commandment? You shall have no other gods. What does this mean? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. Notice that word, fear. You see, you worship what you fear, and you fear what you worship. I mean, just think about it for a moment. Whatever you fear has power over you. When you fear something, you exalt it. You lift it up over you, and it has power over you. What you fear directly influences the choices you make in life. If you fear death, well, then you do anything to avoid it. You order your life so as to avoid death as long as possible. If you fear sickness above all things, then you go to great lengths to avoid getting sick. Over the last two years, we've witnessed firsthand how powerfully fear can motivate people. In the reading from Malachi, those who fear God's name, almost ironically, have nothing to fear. All the arrogant and all evildoers who are consumed by... It is, rather, the arrogant and all evildoers who are consumed in the Lord's fiery judgment on the last day. In other words, those who do not fear God are the ones who are consumed by his wrath. In contrast, those who fear God's name, that is, those who cling to him in faith and cling to his Christ, they receive a beautiful promise. The Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall. It's a beautiful gospel promise, filled with light and life, hope, and exuberant joy, especially if you've ever had that distinct pleasure of watching a calf jump out of its stall. But here's the thing. The default setting of each and every human being since the fall is to reject God. In other words, thanks to the sinful corruption we all receive from our original parents, we are conceived and born in sin. To borrow from the prophet Malachi, we are all arrogant evildoers. No one is excluded. As St. Paul teaches, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So then, how are we to have any hope at all? It seems as though we're all destined for the Lord's blast furnace of wrath. And well, to be blunt, that is what we deserve. But that is not what we receive. You see, the creator of the stars of night is merciful. As we sung a moment ago, Thou grieving that the ancient curse should doom to death a universe hast found the healing full of grace to cure and save our ruined race. Jesus Christ, who is himself the Son of Righteousness, has risen with healing in his wings. Indeed, the spotless victim all divine was raised up upon the cross of Calvary where he took upon himself the fullness of the Father's fiery wrath over sin. Christ, who is himself the definition of meekness, humility, and of love. He became the most loathsome, arrogant evildoer ever crucified upon a cross. As St. Paul says, He who knew no sin became sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In his incomprehensible mercy, 
God the Father sent his Son in love as the perfect sacrifice for sin. And he did this precisely so that he could take arrogant evildoers like you and me and make us his own beloved children by grace. Now, by the power of his Spirit, Christ Jesus calls sinners to repentance and faith through the hearing of his word. We who were once unbelievers, destined for the ash heap of judgment, are now baptized, washed clean, given God's triune name. We are those who have been made children of God, all by God's grace. We've been joined to Christ's death and resurrection, and we've been given the Holy Spirit as a seal of our salvation. Now all those who cling to Christ Jesus in faith, they are those who fear God's name. You, dear Christians, are those who fear, love, and trust in God above all things. Now what this means for us also is that we need not fear anything more than our God and Lord. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ, St. Paul writes? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Therefore, saints of God, you need not fear the darkness of this world. You need not fear the devil and his lies, for he is defeated, conquered by Christ. You need not fear the Delta or the Omicron because you belong to the Alpha and the Omega. Because of the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord, we live each and every day in the sure and certain hope of our salvation. Christ our Redeemer comes to us in word and sacrament, forgiving, feeding, renewing, comforting, and strengthening. And then at the appointed time, the great and awesome day of the Lord shall come. For those who have rejected the Lord's grace in Christ, that will be the most fearful of days. But for you who fear my name, says the Lord, the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall. All thanks and praise be to God our Father, who in love and his mercy sent his Son, that we might have the forgiveness of sins and the sure and certain promise of eternal paradise. Amen. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, watch and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we implore you to hear our prayers and to lighten the darkness of our hearts by your gracious visitation. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Lord's blessings to you on this evening as we continue to look forward with great anticipation and great joy the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'll uh, greet you at the back. I'll warn you, it might blow away when you go outside, so I wouldn't blame you at all if maybe you just looked and said, good evening, Pastor, and then promptly went the other way. But I'll leave that up to you. Uh, it's a joy to see all of you. I'll greet you at the door.